Okay, I, I don't understand this, but I'm <laughs> gonna tell you about it. There are apps that help women track when they have their period. But yeah. I don't really care yeah. about this. I haven't ovulated since the Berlin Wall. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to do a podcast with different women who have different points of view. Or just like a show where I force people to talk about the view with me. Is the world class? Yes. I'll call it Deja the View. I, I never thought about it, Whoopi. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back <laughs> to Deja the View. <laughs> That's also the intro they used for The View's new season. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. That's all we got. <laughs> you know what we haven't said in a while? What? Is it's okay to leave a rating and review, if you want, <laughs> of this podcast. And I'm just going to get that out of the way right now. Thanks. And also say, we do have an Instagram account. It's the same as our Twitter handle. Same but different. Very different. Same same handle, different content. I'd love it if you followed it. Yeah. What a sad way to start. <laughs> I'm gobsmacked that this is how you've chosen to start the episode. The first episode <laughs> of the new season. Uh how are you, Marie? It's lovely to be here with you. It's you been too. two weeks since I last saw you. That, well, that's not true. I saw you yesterday at the mall. <laughs> first of all. <laughs> How's Tiff? Um, it's been fine. It's been okay. What film have you seen at the Toronto well, International Film Festival thank this year? You for clarifying what, what it is. <laughs> um, the thing is, I saw a night on like opening night two weeks ago, and then I worked like eleven days straight, so I didn't get to see anything else. Okay. But then yesterday, I finally got to see other things. I saw a really good um, French movie with Julia Binoche in it and me too denier Catherine Deneuve <laughs> but the movie was really good um then I saw a really bad Kristen Stewart movie why was it bad it was, was it Charlie's oh my God. Angels no but no no but it was a it was the true life story of Jean Seberg this like actress from the 60s and 70s who got involved in like the Black Panther mo- uh, movement and was like, um, the FBI was like really against her. It sounds like the makings of a really interesting movie, but the best way I can describe this to you in a way that you'll instantly get it was like, it was the lifetime, um, the Britney movie, how they like, instead Mm -hmm. of telling a story, they gave us like the highlight reel and it would just go scene to scene to scene with no explanation of what was happening. It was like reading a Wikipedia. It was exactly that. That's it reminded what Kristen me, Stewart was in? Yeah, it reminded me so much of the Britney Lifetime movie just because it was made the exact same way. Yeah. Um, so that was fine. <laughs> um, and they were being so weird about um, anti-piracy at the screening. They had four men positioned in the theater wearing um, night vision go- goggles. No. Yes. Is that the first time that's ever... That's the first time I've ever seen it. I'm sh- I'm sure that it wasn't like the only movie to ever have this happen at TIFF, but I guess for some reason they're like really concerned that someone is going <laughs> to release this Lifetime movie 
like online. Wow. Yeah. Night vision goggles. Night vision goggles. Like the Paris Hilton. I actually think I would have preferred to watch it through night vision goggles. <laughs> um, it was fine. And then today I saw another movie. The movie was okay. The audience was chaotic and someone was screaming in the audience like throughout the movie. So I was like this I'm, afternoon, this afternoon, if I arrived here shell shocked, it was because of that. What were they, what was happening? What were you seeing? I, okay. Well it's, it's called St. Maud and it's like a kind of horror movie about this woman who's like really obsessed with God. Um, Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Exactly. And it was a packed theater and I'm like a very nervous person in public environments now because you never know what's going to happen. So I'm like already kind of on edge in like a packed theater like that. And then someone started screaming at someone else like in the theater. And I was like, why? I, like I in die a fight? here. Yeah. Well, like, what do you mean? Someone they was like, like, get your hand off they, my No, purse. they were like, you asshole. Blah, 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 at blah. TIFF? At TIFF. And then, they, and then like a bunch of TIFF workers came in with flashlights and like, it was like a whole. Night vision goggles. Night vision goggles. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have had, had night, like night vision goggles for that because I don't know what happened anyway. It was very stressful and it like kind of ruined the movie. Um, wow, are you breaking this story right now? <laughs> <laughs> this is exclusive to Deja the View. Did you see any celebs at TIFF? I didn't see any celebs like in person this Did year. Did you visit a red all. carpet? I didn't. Mm, me neither. I I didn't go to see anything at TIFF, which is pretty normal for me to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, but I went to one TIFF party, but it oh, was yeah. pretty stupid. But I did see. <laughs> Uh, former Real Housewife of Toronto, Grego. Oh um, my god! She was there wearing a gown and a cast on her leg. I love that for her. Yeah. So I saw a celeb. <laughs> That's really funny. I saw Carly Rae Jepsen last oh, yeah. night. How was Not that? at TIFF. No. <laughs> but she was performing in concert. Yeah. How was that? The it was fun. The set list was perfect. Like I kept running into gay people after. And they'd be like, how are you? And I'd be like, did you get what you need? <laughs> and they were like, yes. Everyone was very satisfied with the set That's list. Good. Did she and do Tug of War? No, she okay. didn't do anything from that era. That's fine. Um, and uh, a lot of people kept coming up to me also saying how good she sounded. As like, if she's like... <laughs> it's like, I don't think any of us were expecting her like to sing good. she's at the end good. of her career and like... <laughs> You're all just like like there to support her. Yeah. Well, she's not like a vocalist, but I think because she's been touring, like yeah. her vocals are just really on point right mm-hmm. now. And she sounded really good. She came out um, also in the most insane outfit. She was wearing <laughs> white fringe pants, uh, like the ones from the album cover. Okay. A yellow tank top tucked into those pants. Okay. And blue gloves like rubber i'm about to wash the dishes gloves like betty draper (laughs) but make it 2019 like it was so weird and it really did look like she was gonna like plunge a toilet or something she was like i'm here to clean up the music industry (laughs) (laughs) and she performed one song in those and then took them off it was great it was a great concert everyone was really happy i'm really happy hearing about it 
Um, and do I regret going to see the Kristen Stewart movie over going to Carly? Uh, that's for my therapist to find out. <laughs> uh, so I guess we should talk about The View as a brand new season. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a lot of things have been premiering because it's fall. Yeah. So I want to talk about some other stuff going on in daytime uh-huh. before I get to the view um, because we have new shows coming out and one of them is the Tamron Hall show. Yeah. From former view executive producer. Yeah. Bill from Getty. Bill Getty. Yeah. And when I first heard rumblings of the Tamron <laughs> Hall show, it, like I've, it's been in the works for a while. It has. Yeah. I had zero interest and I don't understand I never understood like why her name kept coming up because yeah. who is Tamron Hall? Like, did you know who Tamron Hall I was? I knew. Okay, I knew her name. I don't even know if this is correct, but like, I thought like she is like a CBS News reporter or something. That that's always been my idea. She is on the Today Show. Okay. She was on the Today Show, but okay. she is the person who got fired or demoted uh-huh. to make room for <gasps> Megyn Kelly's show. And that's why it's funny because they pushed out this like beautiful human being. Charismatic, like really personable. Yeah. To make room for Megan Kelly, who later just like got canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because of her horrible views. Yeah. Her show literally got canceled. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So this is like the comeback at Tamron Hall now has her Mm -hmm. own show, but it's not part of the Today Show. Right. Um, And it's also interesting because. After she got fired from the Today Show, or they offered her, like, to stay with the show, but not to get to have, like, her own hour uh-huh. with Al Roker anymore. Um, but she walked away from that. Because Al she... stayed, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so after that happened, and she talked about this in her premiere episode, she got a <laughs> call from Harvey Weinstein. Yes, she did. And he offered her her own talk show. Yeah, he wanted to meet with her. And someone in the audience went, you did not take that meeting. And yeah. she went, oh, no, sir, I did take that meeting. <laughs> yeah. But she says that it was before it was like public knowledge yeah. that he was like a rapist. Mm-hmm. Um, so she took the meeting with him and things were going well. And then obviously all of this news about Harvey came out. And so yeah. the show like dissolved. Nowhere, yeah. yeah. And so that's why it's been taking so long is because she had to get like a new I think she has a Mm -hmm. new deal with like a different company that might Mm -hmm. be a green new deal yeah yeah (laughs) so anyways the show is finally here and I haven't been watching like very closely but Mm -hmm. I've checked it out and I think she's going for the vibe of like she wants to be like a Ricky Lake who's like stand she literally has a little stage in the audience and she like likes to interact with the guests or like with the audience members Mm -hmm. and uh, she seems very unscripted and she just wants yeah. to be like your girlfriend, which there's totally room for that right yes. now. Um, That's the vibe I got too from, I mean like the small amount that I've seen it. I did get Ricky Lake vibe and I got the vibe where it's like, it's not only going to be celeb and like pop culture stuff. She could have on like, is my son like playing too many violent video games. Yeah. Like that could be like She's her She's definitely going to do yeah. that. And she did have on, I think in the news recently, there was um, someone who was, ran a conversion therapy 
oh yeah program yeah. or something and then he recently came out as gay and mm-hmm. is like on an apology tour mm-hmm. she had him on for like an exclusive mm-hmm. so that's what she's gonna do and i think like uh people are probably not like really checking for her because she's yeah. not that famous but i could see like this i mean doing okay oprah started out her show that way yeah that's all and I'm i think say. that's what they're getting at yeah. here um but the theme song <laughs> is what i really yeah. wanted to talk about because it is so good it's really good it, is, it sounds it here's the thing about the theme song it sounds like a song you've heard before but never done like this before <laughs> it's sung by fantasia barino <laughs> It's called Shine. If I had to say one flaw about the song, is that it's almost like too good of a song. I was gonna say it's too short. I need like a full length. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like it's too good of a song that it sounds like it should be on the radio and not as a theme song, not as like an intro song. Yeah, it really inspires me, and I'm happy that Fantasia is gonna get a check from this. Yeah. The other show that <laughs> premiered is the Kelly Clarkson show, yeah. which has also been in the works for what seems like forever. And I think it's actually pretty good. I think that Ellen does have something to do with it because Kelly was like promoting her show on Ellen. Ellen definitely has given her like support to it. And Ellen was like making videos promoting Kelly's show. Yeah. I think that they were like selling it to people, to networks as like, because it's like Ellen and then Kelly comes on right right after Ellen. So I think they were trying to like make it like a must see two hours of tv type thing because ellen wants to retire well so i think ellen's being like i'm okay with this and i think kelly the right vibe for kelly is like a fun ellen type of thing it's not like a serious thing and she's comes out every episode and sings karaoke (laughs) which is very much like how ellen used to do where she would come out and dance until she got tired of it yeah but I think it's good. Um, and Rosie O'Donnell is a big fan. She sent Kelly flowers. Oh, my God. And Kelly mentioned how Rosie sent her flowers on the show. And Rosie wrote on Ask Row. Someone <laughs> was like, I really miss your show. Uh-huh. And Rosie said, I think Kelly Clarkson will fill the ah, void. Oh, my so, yeah. God. Um, the other thing that premiered mm-hmm. is coming. It hasn't premiered yet, but it's coming up. And it's not daytime news, but I might no. as well talk about it here. It's prime time. <laughs> television baby <laughs> it's the mass singer yes. starring jenny mccarthy uh-huh. <laughs> making its return um and it's promising bigger celebrities than last year yeah and um you sent me a clip last night that just made me <laughs> so happy it's yeah. uh they're teasing some of the performers and one of the ones being teased is a butterfly mm. and well let's just cut cut to the chase it's michelle williams from destiny's child yeah it's not megan mccain no and it's so obvious and i love that it's so obvious to everyone like all over twitter i've just been seeing people being like if that isn't michelle the bridge williams like i'm i'm yeah like i can't be trusted
told me not to listen and just made me look and mm-hmm. we're like guess what celebrity is that is yeah you're like it's a costume. female singer yeah and the, you just watch the body language the way that her like knees are bent in hunched over <laughs> like like passionately yes and it's michelle williams when i saw it i immediately thought of this performance um of the song through i think it's called through with it and it's the song where they sing about how they're through with love. Maybe it's yeah. called through with love. Mm-hmm. And there's like a live performance. And the twist at the end of the song is that they've been singing about how they found a new lover, but the lover it's is God. God. And when it gets to Michelle's mm-hmm. part, that's where it turns into, I found a new love. I found it in God. Yeah. And Michelle just wails on the mic and her voice is God is like singing through her. It was her. God's hot breath coming out of her. Yeah. And yeah. that is like the type of energy she was giving as the butterfly. Yes. Um, Michelle yeah. actually has kind of a weird like history with the view because in that era where they uh, were like, in the era where Barbara, Sherry, everyone was gone mm-hmm. except Whoopi and Rosie was like not getting along with uh, Whoopi, mm-hmm. they were looking for new hosts and she was one of the ones that like tested for a really Whoa. long time. <laughs> yeah, before. And then like that's when like Stacey London also would do like a yeah. couple weeks and then eventually they hired Raven and Michelle. Um, and that worked out so well <laughs> for them. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that, oh my God, imagine Michelle Williams. If it had been Michelle Williams and Michelle Collins. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Michelles and the Rosies, like Rosie Perez, Rosie O'Donnell, Michelle Williams, Michelle Collins, and Whoopi. Oh my God. But now that Michelle is confirmed as one of the people, I actually am really looking forward to seeing who else they have. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Jenny McCarthy judging (laughs) Michelle Williams' vocals. (laughs) I'm looking forward to every other member of the Pussycat Dolls oh, I being hope so. on it. If they don't do that, because that's such a like yeah, fun twist. Obvious. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, moving on. Also, the talk premiered. Uh, Great. <laughs> new season. Marie Osmond is now there, mm-hmm. and Sarah Gilbert is gone. Yeah. Yeah. But they're down one Sarah and up one Marie, just like when I visited the set of The View. Exactly. <laughs> um, and they're so they their their big reveal of the season yeah. is well, just okay, I'll make, just play the promo. Yeah, <laughs> roll the roll the tape, Abby. It's a new set. We're getting an upgrade. Plus. There's a new face at the table. Make that two new faces. Oh, yes, darling. We're revealing my facelift. Sharon is just there to talk about her new facelift. And she looks like a toddler now. Her face is so tight. <laughs> it's like the fa- the face app, like baby filter. Yeah. So it's like the talk. Like So Tamron Hall comes back. Kelly Clarkson comes back. The talk comes back with sharon's new face and the view is like (laughs) she's the new face of daytime tv (laughs) and the view is like sunny got bangs (laughs) and and abby blew the budget on bronzer (laughs) yes okay so let's talk about the premiere because the number one thing that people were messaging us about was abby's tan Mm -hmm. it wasn't and rightfully so (laughs) it wasn't like 
oh, like, like nothing new, like the theme song, the same, Mm -hmm. no mugs, nothing different, just Abby's back. And it looks like she's spent all of her time in like Jamaica with no sunscreen. But we know that she didn't because she talked about going to Russia. Yeah. And last time I checked, it wasn't like tropical there. (laughs) Yeah. So like... I know, like, our policy is not to make fun of their looks, but, like... I don't even think we're making fun. I think we're pointing out, like, a very... Like, the elephant in the room. I mean, she doesn't look bad. She doesn't it's just bad. that, like... What she happened? She looks different. Yeah. Very <laughs> different. She's very beautiful. It's yeah. just what happened, I would like to know. And I was seeing people tweeting about how, like, Megan got a haircut, Sunny got bangs, nobody was... <laughs> No one wanted to go there. Well, just in our DMs. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone took it <laughs> to private conversation to talk about Abby's tan. Yeah. And she also introduced us to her twin babies who were like so Equally well. Equally as beha- tanned. <laughs> <laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> she was rubbing self tanner on them all summer. I was summer. gonna say they were very well behaved. <laughs> And that was how they kicked off the new season. Like, yeah. that's it. That's all. Her babies were the first guests of the season. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they only had a few weeks off, but they, they were just like, Abby's here. Sunny got bangs. And we're back. Thank you. Yeah. The first week brought, uh, let's just go through everything that happened, okay. like, as it happened. Mm-hmm. So, week one very chaotic, very dark-sided. A lot of spicy moments. A lot of spice and they had some pretty big guests. Wendy was there. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, pretty <laughs> some pretty high-profile guests. Kevin. <laughs> But actually, it was a big deal that Wendy was there. Yeah. And also, I should say, she uh, tried to bring up the Ladies Who Punch book. (laughs) And just, no one was having it. By the way, I read the book about The View. You did? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was one of the things that I was reading when I was trying to hatch my next life. There was no TV in the room. I'm living in Queens. And I had a stack of books. And I got you guys' book. Well, not you guys, but, but the book. And, um... Juicy. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And they all just like smile and nodded. And then Megan was like, well, anyways, and changed the like, subject. Both of us at our like individual workplaces the day after the book came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everyone else is like, well, anyway. Well, anyway. <laughs> but like, uh, episode one, like they got to it right away mm-hmm. talking about guns and yeah. it. It was, they really started off with a bang, no pun intended, (laughs) with a bang bang by Michelle Williams. (laughs) So the first like hot topic that, um, that came up was they were talking about the shooting that took place in Texas Mm -hmm. and seven people were killed and a baby was shot in the face at this particular shooting. So like. This is what they're referencing when they're discussing guns. Yeah, and how the um how there should be or shouldn't be stricter like laws because ab- on obtaining these like yeah, assault. Because I guess what happened was the shooter had failed the background check, mm-hmm. but 
he was able to still get a gun because you're he was allowed to buy it at a gun show yeah because that is i guess there's a, a loophole. loophole as they keep saying mm-hmm. um so that's why they were able to get a gun yeah um, and they're all just like having a, a discussion about how horrible this is. They were all like in agreement other than Megan being like, you get to a point, regardless of what your politics are, where enough is enough. And like, there are certain guns that people just don't need to have. Like you don't, I think it was Sunny who said you don't need like war. You don't need like a, a weapon of war. Yeah. And, and Whoopi was saying like, you, someone doesn't need 14 of these assault rifles like there is a limit there's within reason like talking about defending yourself in your own home is different than owning seven guns and taking them out to the walmart megan (laughs) calmly sits back (sighs) relaxes and then says all right as the chick on a panel that spent most of her break shooting i look forward to talking about this megan after listening to everyone say those things um brought up Beto Uh O'Rourke and how he had been saying that maybe we should have in the States a mandatory gun buyback. Yeah. So he's saying like uh, on your like AR weapons. Yeah. He's saying we should have a mandatory buyback. Which is what they did in Australia after they had. And Megan said that's irrational. That's (laughs) not rational. To which Joy replies they did it in Australia. Beto O'Rourke wants to have a, a complete and total, I, I call it gun grabbing, but he wants to have a mandatory gun buyback. The government didn't own the guns to begin with. How do you think you're going to come to somebody's house and what are you going to pay? It just doesn't seem like that's rational conversation. They so did for in someone Australia. Like- so like, it's like another example of like the states, like it's like healthcare where the states like, there's just no way that that could ever work. Yeah, no one would ever go for that. Like, sorry, but no one will ever accept that. Yeah, and then like the rest A of the world. The whole continent accepted the it. The world is like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then like, this is like where Megan like just loses everyone watching yeah. except for i guess like whoever whoever else is planning the next shooting like to put it bluntly the ar-15 is by far the most popular gun in america by far so if you're talking about again i was just in the middle of nowhere wyoming you're talking around going and taking people's guns away from them there's gonna be a lot of violence but there's they lived without of, them for many years I, during the ban. I, i'm not living without guns i mean I, I, but it's not all guns simple. what about living without the assault weapons no, that are killing popular, our children all right I, I, but what about right, living without right. just that how gun? about we live right. in a t- how about we live I love in being a virtue place. signal that 20 minutes into the How about we live in a back. place where we can actually walk in a mall and not look around and be nervous that someone's going to pull out a shotgun? Because How that's where I was. That particular gun. Well, I'm sorry, but none happen. of you feel safe. Here. I mean, again, like, I feel safe that I can protect myself, and I have guns at my house. I, all right. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, the argument that everyone else was having, it seemed like, Megan was like in a sound booth and couldn't hear it because they were all talking about very different things and like talking about how you shouldn't have all these guns and be able to walk into a mall and do this type of stuff. And then she was like, I need my guns to protect myself in my home. But it's like, okay, but we're not talking about owning like a gun in your home. We're talking about having all of these weapons and obtaining them through these loopholes and then being able to walk around with them in That's- public. And I'm sorry, but like, if I don't like, if the argument is like, well, if I have guns and I'm the good guy, I can defend you from the bad guy in public. Like, 
I particularly don't feel more comfortable if Megan McCain is out at the same restaurant as me with her gun and someone walks in with their guns. Like that doesn't make me feel any better. Well, and that that's the thing is like she is so riled up about Beto O'Rourke taking away people's guns and she's saying the guns that he wants to take away are the most popular guns in America, which yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, and she's saying, sorry, you're not taking away my guns. You're not taking away my guns. And then Sonny looks to Joy and says very quietly, she's like, but he's not, he just wants to take away like those type of guns. Yeah. Right. And Joy's like, yes. And then <laughs> like, it was just like a very subtle fact check. But there's a total difference so- between talking about closing a, a loophole with the gun show, yeah. which by the way, I'm for. And the difference between that and being someone like Beto O'Rourke who's saying you're going to confiscate everyone's gun. Well, I think probably he's because... He's going to buy them back. Is he, is he I saying buy he's going to confiscate every single gun? Well, you, I don't, well mine's not for sale, Beto. That's just not right. Or, I don't, or, just, or just the I don't, assault weapons. I think... The assault It's just upsetting. And so she got so much blowback because, like, we're talking about a shooting where a baby got shot in the face yeah. and she's just so, like... No, I don't care. Like, it just sounds like it sounds like she's saying I don't care. I know that that isn't what she thinks that she's saying, but that's the that's that's what's coming out. Yeah, that's what people hear. Most people are very confused about Uh why people don't want to give up assault weapons. Yeah. People like Sunny are just like, can you just like tell me why so we can understand? Like, Why do you need to have the automatic weapon? But she won't do it. And instead she just goes, well, welcome back to the view. (laughs) <laughs> so there we're back it's like that's what i don't understand either is also like yeah she like shoots guns at like gun ranges and like stuff like that she so yeah, it's like she shoots guns like it sounds like very recreationally yes. in like a safe yes way. so that's why i'm like when they're taking when they're talking about taking away these specific guns like that doesn't mean that they're gonna go close down every gun range take away your hand you know what i mean it's like I don't know why she can't hear one thing without hearing they're taking away everything. I wish she could explain her view. That's all. Moving on. (laughs) The biggest spicy moment of all came from an appearance by Pamela Anderson. Oh my God. The Canadian icon Pamela Anderson Mm -hmm. came on The View. I'm not sure why. (laughs) Let's just say that. Yeah. I don't Um, know why Pamela Anderson was on The View, but she was on The View. Never before had I made this connection, but seeing her on The View, she reminded me so much of Darcy from 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. Yes. Everything about her. The way that she was Dodges a question. The way that she dodges a question. (laughs) (laughs) It was interesting. She... I hadn't seen... Pamela Pamela in a long time yeah. Pamela and her son she was not there with, <laughs> with her, her son, son this time so she was Pamela without her son um <laughs> yeah I don't get it I guess they booked her to talk about Julian Assange yeah. but why was Pamela who reached who reached out like, I don't know but and it was like a big exclusive yeah anyways but but Pamela did say she was like I'm here because my mom loves the show, so my mom is watching. But as so she I guess said that, Pamela Anderson's she, mom but, <laughs> booked her on the show. But as she said that, she like rolled her eyes and was like, <laughs> "Hi, mom." So it starts out like this: Abby, 
uh, asked her about her breakup because Pamela had recently posted on Instagram that she was breaking up with her soccer player boyfriend. Because Um, he was like, so he has a kid and an ex-wife and apparently like, so from Pamela's point of view, he was lying to her about what that relationship still was like. It's very, very 90 day fiance before the 90s. Right. And, um, and he like, so again, from Pamela's point of view, he was much closer with his ex than he was leading on. And I think that she thought they were still together or something. And everything he was telling Pamela was a lie. And then on top of the lies, he was also abusive to her. But that's all just like what people have figured out. Yeah. All based on just Pamela writing on Instagram. She wrote, it's hard to accept the last more than two years of my life have been a big lie. I was scammed, led to believe dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. We were in big, big love, question mark. I'm devastated to find out the last few days, period, that he was living a double life, period. He used to joke about other players who had girlfriends down the street in apartments close to their wives. He called those men monsters. But this is worse. He lied to all. How is it possible to control two women's hearts and minds like this? I'm sure there were others. He is the monster. How could I have helped so many people and not be wise enough or able to help myself? If that's not Darcy, I don't know what is. <laughs> okay. So that was like a big traumatic thing that happened to her this summer. Then they brought it up very cavalier on the view. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Abby's determination to yeah. get the answers because she starts out immediately. She's like, uh-huh. so you had a very public breakup with this soccer star. Uh-huh. Like, can you tell me about that? You've had some rocky yeah. relationships, but this summer you made oh, what else is new? a number of headlines. <laughs> Not like it's my first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we're open about it, which is why we love you. Uh, you had a messy breakup with a French soccer star. Oh, you say that- We don't want to give him any attention. That's what he wanted. Abby persists. Well, you accused him of physical abuse and leading a double life, which he has denied. Of course. course. What do you want people to know, and how are you doing now? And Pamela, the way that she she goes on, like, a rant where she just, like, dodges getting into the specifics of it, and she just, like, does a soliloquy about, like, being a woman. Well, just to trust your instincts, you know, um, that's what I've learned in the whole thing is that I, I knew all along and, um, you know, and especially not to give it any attention. But the issue is, is important because I think many women go through this. Abby asks basically the same thing again. And she gets another, Pamela is like, okay. And like, just get, gives another soliloquy. Yeah. And uh, what happened? just horrible. Just, I don't know. We just, it was, a, I mean, I loved being in France. That was the good part. I learned a little French, and now I'm home. I'm back in uh, Vancouver Island. You know, I watched this crazy documentary last night on, you know, Hot Girls Wanted on, on Netflix. You know, mm-hmm. this. I was that girl. I was that girl that wanted to get out of that small town, and you know, and, and Playboy found me, and um, I had this incredible career, and, I, and then somehow I traveled around the world and got home in one piece. And then Abby's like, "But what happened?" <laughs> so, is there anything you want to share about what you went through, or, or sitting here today, and? 
And I'm a woman, so I mean, we all go through such wild we things. We do. Yeah. We, we do. do. And we do. I just think that that's why I love the show too, because I think we really have to, mm. us women have to get together and fix some yeah. of these problems. It's like, obviously Pam is, I'm, we're close, so I'm calling her Pam. <laughs> obviously she's dodging it because she doesn't want to say anything like that could be used against her if it ever gets to a point where they're suing each other or something like that, you know? I've never seen a person in six different ways say, <laughs> I don't want to answer the question yeah. and still get yes. asked the question. It yeah. was just like great work, Abby. I really enjoyed that. But um, then they get down to business and mm-hmm. ask her what I assume she was there to talk about, although I don't understand why, which is her weird relationship with Julian Assange. Mm-hmm. I didn't even really realize that they had really anything. Yeah. I mean, I don't keep up with Pamela. <laughs> I didn't think I did, but I'm learning right now that I'm know on, I'm like, <laughs> got my finger on the Pamela beat. <laughs> so things get hectic because um, <laughs> Sunny says, what's your relationship like with mm-hmm. him? You've been visiting him in prison. Um, Pamela goes on to say like, she doesn't think that he's going to survive and she talks about how inspiring he has been to her like in terms of activism Mm -hmm. and like Sunny tries to ask her like how do you even know him and she's just like doesn't really she never wants to get into specifics that's what I've learned about Pamela she's not about specifics so she just like goes on these long answers about how inspired she is by him then Megan has had enough. (laughs) And Megan is like, stop that. Stop it right there. (laughs) And she's like, let's talk about him shitting all over the embassy. Literally, that's what her first thing that she brings up. When you were visiting him, he was allegedly kicked out of the Ecuadorian embassy because he was defecating everywhere and creating messes. No, well, that's a smear campaign. That's not true. There was video of, of things that happened. I, I mean, I don't. What would you do if you were locked up. in a room for just for really quick. six years? Well, I wouldn't be a cyber terrorist, which he is. He's he not hacked a information. He didn't leaks hack. included classified documents that put our national security at risk, our military, you know who and the lives national of spies security at risk and diplomats is the, is the at military. Risk. Who, how many people have the, military, the American so, government killed? innocently and how many has WikiLeaks? So you think the military is putting the government at risk? The military has put many innocent lives at risk. Oh, calm down, sir. The thing that was bugging me throughout the interview was like, Pam kept being like, everyone in the United States is falling for the slander that's being put out against him. Like the slander that he is a bad person, that he's a cyber terrorist, which Megan kept saying. Um, but I wanted to be like, okay, fair. However, I think you're falling for some of his crap too, because that is crap that he did all over the embassy. But then when Joy was like, okay, but let's talk about how like he released Hillary's emails, didn't release anything on Trump. Why do you think that is like if he if you don't think he's working with Trump, why do you think that he didn't release anything on Trump? And Pam yeah. didn't really have an answer. She, well, no, she just maintained. She was like, if he had something on Trump, he would release yeah. it because she was like, he's all about exposing government. Yeah. And like, I that's think how she, that's what she that's believes. totally what she believes. Yeah. I think that she's like totally. I mean, bamboozled being bamboozled, being led astray and like wants to believe in it so bad but is like ignoring blatant red flags which is typical Darcy behavior (laughs) it's just it was like it was 
five women attacking Pamela Anderson. And maybe her, maybe her views are a little cuckoo on the subject, but it was like, did you guys come here to yell at her or did you, are you interviewing her and finding out what she has to say about it? Clearly they were there, especially Megan (laughs) to yell at her because Megan was like, literally was like i'm not gonna stand for this anymore and just starts she was like now we said it about calling him a a cyber terrorist a lot of people being france being in canada Mm -hmm. aren't too happy with america and how they meddle into everybody's business and start all these senseless wars but he's meddling in everybody's business too well he's exposing but he's not saying his opinion he's giving the information i get that you consider him a whistleblower but he's also dangerous but he's a publisher and he's a whistle he publisher and he supports whistleblowers he certainly stirred up a lot in this country yes well that's he's a cyber terrorist I, well, I'll say I think, it. Uh, the Republican I'll Party. Say it. It's ridiculous. No. I'm not going right. to stand by this. It's ridiculous. We're going to have a little bit of fun next segment. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's fine. Um, yeah. Pamela Anderson is sticking around. Uh, we'll be right back. Stirred a lot after of this. trouble. It was a mess. There's a point where Pamela was saying that she thinks Chelsea Manning uh, is a hero, yeah. and Megan was like, "Putin also thinks that." <laughs> I think that people like Edward Snowden, Chelsea Manning are heroes, and and uh, Julian Assange is a publisher. Putin also He's... thinks that. Just like yelling at her, very uncomfortable to watch, but also very entertaining. Yeah, it was it it sucked because <laughs> it sucked because like some people were asking good questions, other people um, weren't listening and just wanted to talk about cyber terrorism. Actually, I'm torn because like I like seeing Megan do that, but at the same time. Sometimes I'm like, this is not an interview. Well, it could have been done better. It there this interview also had like the roughest pivot maybe in television history where when Abby they, was like, Now we're gonna talk about fun stuff. Yes. <laughs> she was like, as Megan's yelling at her about cyber terrorism, Abby has to be like, Okay, well, um, Actually, Pam's going to stick around and we're going to do something fun right after the break. She was like, I'm so sorry, Pamela. (laughs) I was always taught to be very polite when we have a guest. (laughs) Yeah. And that was all over the Internet, too. Like, you don't even need us for these because you saw it. Those are all the spicy things that happened. But there were also a lot of great hot topics. Wait. Kevin, do you hear that? It sounds like there's a fire alarm going off because it's about to get so hot in here. You actually got me. I know, I can tell. I like took my headphones off. Going into hot topics, they were talking about uh, a recent interview with Scarlett Johansson where she said she still supports Woody Allen after many conversations with him. She doesn't believe his daughter, Dylan, when she says that she was molested. Mm -hmm. Um, And she uh, said, even though she's a Me Too movement supporter, she would still like to work with Woody Allen. Um, And Joy snapped. Everyone had a horrible opinion except for Sunny. It was like, I the more and more like time that goes by is like Sunny is saying what I want to hear what I'm thinking and she seems to be the only person who's able to look at things um she's a Libra unbiased (laughs) it's called being a Libra darling (laughs) (laughs) um but they it, it 
like it started it seemed like it was going okay because megan started to point out how scarlett johansson is fucked and you know she clearly doesn't care about her public image anymore because she's been just saying and doing the most horrible things yeah (laughs) like just has no care for like how she's coming across in the media um but then she like pivoted by being like yeah, if one per if one woman says this thing about a guy, I'm supposed to believe it just because she's a woman? No, I hate that. And I was like, oh great, we're doing this today. I do think there is a backlash to some of the things happening in the Me Too moment because I, I have said many times, someone saying to me, Megan, you have to believe what I'm saying because I'm saying it as a woman. In any context, anywhere, I wouldn't survive in life if I just blatantly believed anything anyone said point blank. That doesn't mean victims shouldn't be heard and we're at a cultural point. But I also think there's a backlash to some of the Me Too moment having right now. Because, like, I think what is kind of happening just generally on the view and, like, maybe it could happen in, like, a lot of media is that, like, people, we've done so much Me Tooing Mm -hmm. of men that now people are, like, getting tired of it. And they're, like, trying to look at it from another angle now, which is, like, well, maybe we did too much canceling or like maybe we took it too far. And I feel like that's kind of like where some of the conversations about these things are starting to go now. It's so stupid. Like it's so stupid. But the real issue in this conversation is Joy Behar, who like (laughs) she basically, she might as well have taken out a folder from a briefcase (laughs) and plopped it down on the table and was like, all right, here's everything I think about this situation well yeah she read out the she took out the playbook of woody allen like defenders and read from it and read exactly what everyone always says so in my particular case since i've worked with the guy i don't say that i would go to him and say woody did you do it no that doesn't make any sense to me is is what uh, what you're saying is what she did Mm -hmm. but there is evidence the connecticut state police brought in an investigative team from the Yale New Haven Hospital, all right? Their six-month-long inquiry, which included medical examinations, concluded that Dylan had not been molested. In addition to that, Moses, one of the children who was there in the age of about 12 or 13 or something, he states that he was a witness and nothing happened. Mm -hmm. So based on that, you have to, there has to be a point where you say, what am I going to believe? Mm -hmm. The authorities who investigated this or people who are making accusations? And then Sunny tried to pull out her playbook of being like, actually, this is all that was like, these are the things that were said in like the private court. And this is like what the judge says and blah, 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 blah. And Joy just like, wasn't, was not hearing it. Yeah. It was like, oh, suddenly I've gone deaf and I can't hear you. I guess this whole episode is just us yelling at the view co-host. Yeah. Except, except for, for Sunny. Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is this what we normally do? I don't no, know. Because normally they, aren't talking about being friends with Woody Allen. Normally we have a laugh, um, but The View actually has like a long history of having like weird views on Woody Allen. Yeah. It's not just this moment in time. No. Um, One of them happened, well, one of Woody Allen's biggest supporters on The View was Barbara. Um, And I would like to show you a clip. I have really seen the father as sensitive and as loving and as caring 
as, as Woody is and Sunji to these two girls. I don't know about Dylan. I can only tell you what I have seen now, that it's a but good you know, marriage and that he is a loving, caring father. The thing that makes me question it, though, Barbara, I think it, that has to be said. It does, but, you know, she has nothing to gain by coming out and saying this, so it just makes me stop. No, she's hiding it. No, she's hiding under a different name. No, no, no. She is supposedly she's very angry, but she is doing it now because he's up for an award. He liked younger right. women, so it's, it's so not that it's far not out that there. Far it's a question. Oh yes, it's unfair. You cannot say because some what you see, Barbara. You're saying I see what I see is. I'm going by yes. How do you judge? You judge people primarily by being with them, seeing with them. The fact that, that he likes, quote, younger women, that has nothing to do with of, whether of or not of age. 17 is not of age, Barbara. Right. When you're, but we when have you're, no, when but, you're, but it was mutual. You have no idea of what you When you say 17 is mutual. This man now what? is unfair. I'm not condemning him. I'm saying there's another guy. It's not mutual when you're 17 years old. It was his stepdaughter that he messed around with. That was your stepdaughter, Barbara. That is Relationships where there are children who are adopted who do not see them in the same well, way. Well, I'm going to tell you, my okay. stepchild, a man comes in, a, a, a man comes in messes with my stepdaughter, and they end up getting married. I'm going to be a little bit upset okay. because <laughs> there's something kind of weird yeah. about that. But I'm not. I'm saying I, I don't know Woody Allen. I'm going by what I see as well. They talked about it in Barbara's last season of The View, which I guess is also Sherry's last season. Um, so that would be like 2013, 2014, when Dylan Farrow had written something about um, Woody yeah. Allen. And she also, in the thing that she wrote about Woody Allen, she calls out Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Because um, she had just done a movie with him. Yeah. And yeah. she was like, do you not remember me, Scarlett? Yeah. Um, in this clip, like what Barbara says is, is like literally what anyone who's friends with someone, when you hear something bad about them, it's like, that's your instinct is to say all that stuff yeah. to be like i've been around them totally fine loving father great sherry is like brings up all hits all the right points yeah well jenny starts it out and yeah. is like dylan has nothing to gain from this and then barbara shuts her down and yeah. now i can see <laughs> based on what i've read <laughs> in the ladies yeah. who punch book where jenny was like i'm i was scared to speak at the table because yeah. jenny comes out strong and then Barbara is like no uh -huh. <laughs> Jenny stops talking and then Sherry takes over Sherry persists and is like and and I wanted to bring this up too like the the fact that he married his adopted daughter and had kids with her it's like the, yeah the way the, the, like that that isn't proof or or like a, a red flag to people blows my mind on yeah. a daily basis because the topic it's it's about dylan but then it just kind of molds into also being about how he married his stepdaughter yeah um and barbara says that they have a good marriage she was like i know them and they have a great marriage um and sherry is like isn't that a little weird yeah like and <laughs> this we said it. this like argument ensues where sherry is like laying out the facts that like mm -hmm. we all agree with yeah and saying like yeah if like 17 is not it's that's not liking younger women that's no. a child um and barbara's not getting it and they have this fight and it's just so interesting to see um mm -hmm. sherry's i've considered doing this on the view theater but then i just never did <laughs> um sherry's journey from the beginning because season sherry's first season uh -huh. i don't 
first she would never confront Barbara like this, no. first of all. And also, I don't know if she would have such like woke views. I think that it hit her in a way as, like as a parent being like, and she even says that like if a guy came around my daughter and then started like dating her, obviously I'd have a problem with it. Like I would think that's weird. Yeah. And it's just crazy that like, um, so many years later, they're having the same like problematic discussion on the view, the view except there's no Sherry. There's yeah. only Sunny. Who's like, I'm not even going to go there. Yeah. And so I also found this clip or I saw it. I'm stealing this from Caleb Stark. Um, <laughs> he posted from the same season, mm-hmm. a segment where Rosie was a guest. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, well, let's talk about some hot topics with you since you're here. And they talk about Woody Allen. Oh, Rosie has like a long history of uh, speaking out against Woody Allen and mm-hmm. she's friends with Mia Farrow. Um, and like, she's talked about it on in her like stand-up specials too. And I guess like Woody Allen had once offered her a part in a movie Uh um, and she turned it down and said, I don't work with pedophiles. Nice. Um, But this is what happened when she was on The View that very same season. All right, so first up, Woody Allen's daughter, Dylan, is claiming sexual abuse by her dad when she was just seven years old. How do you feel about that? I totally believe her. You absolutely why. Well, now, her, her brother you just came out and said... You had sexual abuse yourself, so... I you, certainly did, and I'm so. very good friends with Mia Farrow, like, very close friends. I've seen her as a mother. She's the best mother I've ever seen. Yes, but you know her brother just came out and said Mia poisoned them against their dad, and I that do not never believe happened. that. You don't believe no, that? No, and if you read the custody decision by the prosecutor, mm-hmm. you will understand that there was cause to prosecute, but they thought it would be too traumatic That's for the right. seven-year-old child, and he was not given any custody of those children. I firmly believe Dylan, okay. and I believe Mia. Yeah, so anyone who watched that on The View mm-hmm. premiere week and thought, what the fuck is going on, just uh-huh. know that this has been a part of The View's history for a long time. Um, so another thing I want to talk about. Uh-huh. How fun is this one? <laughs> It's a little fun because it was a little that so Raven. Okay. Um, so they're talking about this article in the Atlantic that was about Ivanka Trump and Don Jr. Oh yeah. And how they are locked in a supposed cold war of like vying for their dad's approval. Yeah. Um, and that they're very competitive with one another and um, they plant stories in the media about each other <laughs> because they both want to be like next in line to the throne. Yeah. Cause that's how the government works i guess that's how they think it works i mean they've already broken the laws of like you're not supposed to do that and have them working for you and we just whatever went with it they're both so horrible yeah but we got like a gift from abby out of this topic because (laughs) because as we remember abby interviewed ivanka so she feels like she has like and she also is a daughter of a, politi- a politician, mm-hmm. so she feels like she has some sort of like intuition, In- yeah, insight, insight into this. And she says, she starts talking about how she feels sorry for them and how they were raised in a reality show, which is not true. They were grown adults when they were on The Apprentice. Yeah. Um They all are just talking about how awful this yeah, is. Yeah, it's like everyone else was like, it it made them look like I already had a bad opinion and I still have a bad opinion about them. Yeah. But then Abby says that when she interviewed Ivanka, she she... was like, I spent the whole day with her. Like, and when I looked into her eyes, I could tell she wanted to say something 
that she wasn't saying. When, but when I interviewed Ivanka, I could see it in her face, because I spent a good amount of time with her the whole day with her, that she wanted to tell me something that she couldn't. Like what? Like, was like she like she, blinking no, her no, eyes I, really I mean, quickly? I'm being serious, because... <laughs> Morse code? Well, it's easy to laugh at, but I, I think she... What I took from it is she disagrees with him on almost everything. Uh-huh. And everyone just roasts her. Everyone starts laughing and is like, oh, was she like blink, like blink twice? Like you're trying to give you like eye signals. Like everyone is cracking up. She was like, you can laugh all you want, but I could tell that deep down Ivanka disagrees with her father. I'm like, yeah, she goes from she goes from being like I could tell that she kind of wanted to say something, and then goes from that to being like I could tell that she actually um, g- doesn't believe in any of his policies and believes firmly against all of them. She loves Obama, and <laughs> <laughs> I could tell that she wanted to say I am in love with um, Kamala Harris and want to marry her, but she couldn't tell me that. But she. Um, told me with her eyes and everyone's like damn abby you got all that (laughs) (laughs) everyone's just laughing at her and like that's that's what abby brings to the view like that's what she is giving us and i love it the unexpected yeah people on youtube said i was so embarrassed for abby she's probably the first person that ivanka was able to Jedi mind trick without purposely oh trying. God. I'm pretty sure it was an uncomfortable interview for Ivanka because Abby was trying so hard to feel the connection. <laughs> Abby was the joke of the whole segment. They didn't let her get one full thought out before laughing. There should be an Abby says the darndest thing segment. <laughs> her comment about Ivanka wanting to tell her something. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. Abby saying that Ivanka's eyes told her, that she disagrees with everything her father thinks. Ivanka's eyes told her that. Her eyes. Ivanka's mouth was saying the exact opposite. (laughs) But Abby has decided that Ivanka's eyes were telling her that. Hello. (laughs) So that's our girl. She came back tanned and a psychic. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. That's more. It's more than I can say for my summer. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Should we do a relationship topic? I think that's what people listen to this for, right? It's for our take on relationship <laughs> and advice. Dating and yeah. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So a hot topic question that was posed to the group that was not problematic for once yeah. was <laughs> can relationships born out of affairs last? Mm-hmm. I don't know, Whoopi, what do you think? <laughs> Um, do you want me to answer? Do you want me to tell you what Debbie from Michigan thinks? Um, I am, okay. Sunny said sometimes you lose them the way you catch them. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that. I think that if that's how the relationship starts, don't be surprised if that's how it ends. I, and I, I don't think, yes, that's going to happen. I think don't be surprised. Well, I think that many times when people have an affair they Mm. can still have a successful relationship with that person that they cheated with but there's also just like a personality type of person that just like always cheats on people so Mm -hmm. but if it's like a one-off then if it's a one-off and we're talking someone who's like 45 years old 
versus someone who's like 25 years old, I think it's also different. You mean like they've been together for a long time or they're just old? (laughs) They're just old. And like their next, like it's like they've been in one relationship for 20 years and they they have an affair and realize that they're in love with this other person and they're in that relationship for the other 20 years. Like that I think is different than when you're like dating someone for eight months, cheat on them, start dating the next person eight months. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is different than like when you're an old person. Uh, So yes, the answer is yes. What does Debbie from Wyoming think? Okay, we're going to the Facebook comments. Donna says, isn't it reported that John McCain had an affair on his first wife who was disabled and left her to marry Cindy? I didn't know that, and that didn't come up when they talked about this. Are all the comments just going to be, well, Megan's dad? so many of them were. Those aren't the ones I picked to highlight. I just wanted to select one just to put that out there. I knew that Cindy was his second wife and that he had kids with another marriage, Mm -hmm. but I I didn't know if he'd be cheating. No, I didn't know that it was like that either, and they didn't obviously talk about that no um (laughs) diane says remember charles and camilla (laughs) yeah i do i do remember we remember (laughs) never forget tamika says asterisk asterisk (laughs) cheating is cheating asterisk asterisk work home church etc I thought you go to work for pensions and promotions, not sexual emotions. Oh. I would never want to be the topic at the water cooler. (laughs) And then Robin said they weren't talking about workplace affairs. (laughs) And Tamika said, Robin, I'm talking about workplace affairs. (laughs) Cheating is cheating. Location should not matter. I my next tattoo is I thought you go to work for pensions and promotions, not sexual emotions. <laughs> I decide where it what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and then Paula said IMO no, in my opinion. Just in case you were lost. IMO no. But then again, I'm the kind of person that doesn't like to the babesitter in the relationship because that's all you'll be always making sure he's where he's supposed to to be oh Oh, yeah and i don't like smoke blown up my backside either my asshole i'm a no (laughs) i don't like my black bone (laughs) wait let me do it i don't like my back blown out either so i'm a no she's like getting she's revealing a lot about her relationship where she didn't want to be a babesitter or get her black (laughs) (laughs) or get her back blown out (laughs) Uh, uh. and then (laughs) the last comment (laughs) kevin is it from jim yeah Ask my ex. <laughs> yeah. um, so thank you to the people of Facebook for bringing the answering laughs, that question, for answering the question, and bringing some lightheartedness to 
the first two weeks of the view which were so heavy yeah i like i hate that <laughs> i hate that it was so heavy and that even the light-hearted topics yeah. were like people having affairs <laughs> good or bad yeah so my my i just wish that they would um talk about things that aren't <laughs> like me too cancel Don't, culture yeah. do not like, talk about not me do, too no, anymore not, because no. i can't bear it so me too <laughs> me too <laughs> so let's try to i'm gonna <laughs> if this podcast becomes deja the tamarin hall show oh don't be God. surprised don't be surprised if this becomes deja the what did kiki do on twitter and on gma then don't be surprised i don't know this man i'm sorry to this man <laughs> i'm sorry to this man yeah, so don't be surprised if you tune in next week and the theme song is now just Fantasia Brie. <laughs> for the rest of your And we're life. here talking about who's on The Masked Singer. Yeah. Uh, so to wrap this up, I hope you all have, I hope the next two weeks go much better than the first two weeks. Yeah, I hope we find time to live, laugh, and love. Uh, and I hope everyone has a great day and mm-hmm. takes a little time to enjoy getting your back blown out <laughs> <sighs> hit it abby that's all folks see you later john huntsman the real job creator baby shark i don't know about this baby shark